Steven, it's a new year. It's 2022. And I've got a big, fat, juicy wish that it's going to be a year full of fulfillment here on You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. What do you think? I've got a big old sauce-drenched wish myself just slapped on my plate here in front of me. And I'm going to dig in to a whole nother year of You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. It's going to be a big year full of winding down our rewatch of Community and moving on to whatever comes next for us and to be a part of it with us. There's so many ways to show your support. We've got a big old warm pool here for you. Come on and slip on your skibbies and slide down the ladder and dive in. How how can they get in this pool, Zach? If you put your toe in the water and it feels fine and you want to get waist deep, come join us on Patreon, patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. It's the way to support this show and to help us move it forward as we move into the future. It's also the way to get more of us every week with our live pre-show every week. You can't just a pre-show and all kinds of Patreon exclusive content coming all the time, Steven. We'd love for you to support us on Patreon, but you can also hang out with us free of charge over on Twitter at You Can't Disappod. We are also on Instagram at Can't Disappoint Podcast. And we're on Facebook and YouTube under the whole name of the show, You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. Also, if you would like to be a part of the show every week, you can email us at can'tdisappointpodcast at gmail.com. To be a part of next week's podcast, write us in your trivia, your favorite funny moment, and your episode MVP for next week's episode of Community, and we'll read it out loud on the show. If you like what we do here, leave a review wherever you leave reviews about podcasts. Yeah, maybe like... The Sharper Image product review site. Leave us a review there. There's uh, like a box full of sticky notes at my post office. Write a review and leave it there. I hope you guys are jumping on board with us and you're ready to traverse 2022 with me and Steven. What do you say? Let's rip our way into another episode if you can't disappoint a podcast. Cannonball! <laughs> I'll put like a big <laughs> splat. <laughs> Abed, you're special. Can't you just stand at the scene of the crime and see what happened? I see a man using a social disorder as a procedural device. Wait, wait, wait. I see another man. Mildly autistic super detectives everywhere. Basic cable, broadcast networks, pain. Painful writing. It hurts. Okay, ooh la la. Hickey, what have you got? Heartburn. It doesn't help me catch criminals. Okay. Steven, do you think that if you genuinely were caught at your at your most uh uh what's the word I'm looking for? You were caught at your most vulnerable moment with a coin down the ass crack, would it horribly alter your life or would it be kind of something you could shrug off? I think, you know, Zach, I'd like to say I can shrug it off, yeah. keep on going through life, the happy-go-lucky guy that I am. But, but in all honesty, you Zach, bit, it would right? shake me. You know, I, I could never bend over. I couldn't squat the same way again. Yeah. You know, I might start wearing tighter underwear. And what does that lead to? Nothing good. You know, I... Got to cover the crack. Let's follow that thought up with... So last week we did the whole Baldo excursion. We're not going to do that. But we, it crossed a line in the program, I believe. 
<laughs> so I feel like I've just gotta gotta bring up the ass play conversation. Mm-hmm. Look, you don't have to tell me anything that you do or have done. I just want you to answer this vague question, okay? Uh-huh. Does the abstract thought of having something like that happen to you make you squirm, or is it kind of a hmm, maybe? I feel like a coin would be cold. Not a coin. I'm talking broader. It can be anything of any shape, size. Like a nickel or a dime? It could be... A it penny? Could be, yeah, but that that always sucks when you put the dollar in and it's <laughs> not facing the right way and it's too yeah, wrinkly. It right so out. it comes right back out. Yeah. Okay, fine. I, for one, squirm at the idea of anything going anywhere near my butthole. Yeah, sure. I'm not interested in that at all. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I'm not a, you know. The I reason don't... why I asked you the the reason why I could see you being so because uh, uh, sexuality totally out of everything. Ask yeah. plays for everybody. Ask uh, plays uh, for everybody. Uh, seeing you being the type of person that weekly goes to the chiropractor and is like, "Give me hell," makes yeah. me feel like you're the type of person that could maybe like the the loss of control. The the like, giving it away <laughs> to someone else that maybe that could maybe there's a line to cross there. For me, I have to be in control of everything at every possible moment, so you I know, can't even Zach, I can't even do it. Sometimes Give it's me the fun words to wisdom. drive the bus, <laughs> drop off all the passengers. Yeah, yeah. but and sometimes, sometimes it's fun to just get hit by it. Yeah, I like to be on top like Spider Man. You know, no, watching someone drive the bus that uh. I'm a passenger on. But I'm not a passenger in. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Okay, well, I can't think of a worse way to have started off a podcast. So <laughs> so let's get right into it. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. We're glad you've made it. And look, it's the butt episode. We're going to talk butt about butts. We're, we, we've just got to get real comfortable with the butt talk. This episode gets out a lot of butt jokes. We're going to get a lot, a lot of butt talk that we've been holding in for the last two years today and i think that's important welcome to the show everyone hi i'm the run-on sentence bandit nice hi i'm steven and crikey kiwi combo mate <laughs> you can't handle the fruit <laughs> what the <laughs> f- was that it was like fruit ninja lawyer I knew what it was, but I, I felt like it was a, a bit that nobody got, but the, like, the it was people that did it. It was yeah. interesting. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm really glad you're here. I want to start off the program by shouting out our $10 and up patrons over at patreon.com slash podcast. Mary Baker Budisa, Danny M. Lugo, Brian Thurman, Taylor Ace, and Planeswalker Prez. We love those people very much. They help us keep this show going every single week. Uh, and if you would like to slide a little change our way, Patreon is the home of You Can't Dis a Pre-Show, our weekly pre-podcast live stream pre-show that we do. It's the home of Brokeback Bebop, our weekly Cowboy Bebop rewatch podcast, and all kinds of stuff. It's it's the place where I drunkenly rant at 3 a.m. about, uh, I don't know, the government yeah unhinged it's not but it's got all the other stuff i mentioned and if you're uh akin to get some more content out of us and you want to help us move the show further patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast you gotta give Uh, and what else we gotta give a shout out to the man whose butt we we so calmly slid out of not 25 years ago (laughs) that is our patron saint proud 
Papa. What are some other P words I can use? Our proud, porous, prestigious, pristine, priestly, priestly. More ways than one. Penis Papa at Communities on Twitter. And I want to give a shout out because uh, a our friend of penis a, a friend of our show is like being married into the family of communities and yeah. is now also our dad, I guess. Right? Isn't that how it works? We have two dads now. Total. That's really progressive of us. I'm really proud. Yeah. If you could call us anything after listening to all of these shows, progressive <laughs> is is the label. That is I'd one, put. yeah. Um, but yeah, Kevin Lanigan of Advanced Community Studies, Advanced Media Studies now, is one of the new people running the community's Twitter account, along with the people that have always run it. And and Kevin's really great at community Twitter stuff, so I'm yeah. really happy for him. And uh, I'm I'm not looking forward to the next Zoom call where I have to call him daddy to his face, but hey, I'm ready. I'm <laughs> we'll bit. practice. It's going to happen. We'll practice. I've we have Kevin posters. We'll pull them out. Yeah, I, 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 I might have to pop that bubble for, for Kevin because I'm sure this is a great opportunity for him to be in charge of a Twitter account that's so big, but also like it's going to get real weird real fast, specifically <laughs> from the two of us. Let's move on. How are you doing, Steven? I don't think this audience knows that you hurt yourself. I did, yeah. I, I've got a, a bit of a foot injury. Uh, too, much, too much ass play. You know how it goes. <laughs> Yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah, some people are ass men, some people are, are feet guys, but uh, the, the true cream of the crop are the ass foot people. Yeah, we prefer foot ass, Yeah, Zach, there's a difference. Nothing uh, like a big toe just popping, its, just turtle heading its way through. You can't start with the big toe. Walk well, of course run, not, but, but 15 years deep into it. What were we talking about? You hurt yourself. Are you okay? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Nothing career threatening. I just gotta take some time and rest up and balldoze my way through the oh rest God. of this week. Yeah. It's my only baldo yeah. joke this episode. This is the first time you've like taken time off of work ever since you started, <laughs> and it's Pretty because much. you'll do severe damage to your body if you don't. <laughs> Yeah, so you know, I'll be uh studying up on my community and I I'm gonna have a a storm for your ass next time. Jesus. Yeah, hope you're ready. I'm never for ready for whatever storm. you mean by that. I hope my grandparents still listen to this show. <laughs> I think this would be a great episode for my grandma to start listening. Cause there was a point, I don't know if I ever told this story on the air. Because I was scared that they were still listening to it. I mm-hmm. think they probably, after a while, were like, that's all I can take of that. Uh, but I remember there being a time when my mom told me that they had called my mom. And based off of stuff that we had said on the show, <laughs> they thought that Lily and I had broken up. And that you and I were like secret, not so secret lovers like, for real. They never said anything to me about it, but, like, great work on the podcast. Like, really positive <laughs> stuff. But they were genuine. My, my grandparents cannot say this jokingly. They were saying, yeah. very true, are uh, Steven and Zach lovers and the podcast is, like, <laughs> so so I hope that they, they still listen to it because it, there's no is there about it anymore. <laughs> it's very clear. The people know what we're about. 
my grandparents are like, well, you know, they went on a trip to Florida together. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about community. We're here to talk about season five, episode three of community, basic, intergluteal, numismatics. I think this might be the worst episode title of all. Community. It's bad. It's tough to spell. It's tough to say. My iPhone I don't tells know what me the last word means. Numismatics has to do with numbers. I think it's like mm-hmm. the coins or something is where we're getting okay. that from. Intergluteal, spelled as they spell it in the episode title, my iPhone tells me is not a word. Yeah. I feel like so you should have an I, that. right? Not an E. I don't know. Intergluteal? Intergluteal. <laughs> yeah, I like that better. That's the UK remake. Yeah. Uh, the episode was directed by the great Tristram Shapiro. We hear his name a lot these days after the Russo brothers left. He's kind of been like the driving force director, and I think he has more directing credits than anyone else does. And wow. the episode was the first and only writing credit for Eric Summers, who is a writing partner of Chris McKenna, who is a name that I'm sure you know. He writes Marvel movies now, but he was a mm-hmm. big community name. Eric Summers, other than community, he did write for a show called Crank Yankers, if you're familiar with I that I do one. know Crank Yankers. He also wrote for Drawn Together. He wrote okay. for American Dad. He wrote for Happy Endings, and he hey. was an executive producer for Ken Jong's show after Community, Dr. Ken. Nice. So that's Eric Summers. Oh, poopy. I forgot to write down the air date, though. Oh, god damn it, Zach. Yeah, I know. But it was the 9th of January, 2014 was the air date. Steven, well, let's Christmas. do some trivia, my Santa Trivia. I kept writing down questions. I've got seven. Wow. I've got five this week. Okay, I'll give you, you go first. first. What are they offering at Shirley's Ribbon Cutting? Tiny sandwiches? No. They can't lose that much money on Bibles? sandwich ingredients. It was complimentary crackers and full-price sodas. Nice. Um, it's my turn now. <laughs> yeah. What was the score of the Human Beings game? Oh, shit. I don't know. No, it was I in the newspaper. Oh, no, I didn't get it. What 21 it? to 4. Okay. I'm assuming not in their favor. I don't know. I'm assuming not in their favor. <laughs> what is Neil's shock jock name? It's easy. I thought these were such easy softballs. It's don't a have it. really easy one. Don't know it? Don't know it. Real Neil. Real Neil. Damn. That's it. Uh, what was Garrett's underwear brand? No idea. I was not looking at the underwear. Uh, he was wearing Hanes His Way. Dean says it. (laughs) Oh, the Dean says that. Yeah. Pay attention to the dialogue, Zach. What are the three Bs? You've gotten none of my questions You've gotten none of my questions. Well, (laughs) (laughs) what are the three Bs under Troy's Law? I'm so upset that I... Don't know it? It's butts. No, it isn't better. Butts. No. Behavior. <laughs> no. Bumblebee. Blankets. Yes. No. Beer. Yeah, you haven't said any of them. It's Be- belts, briefs, and buddies. Belts, briefs, and buddies. So I think there was a delay. Uh, they're all the things that you need to keep your ass protected. If you got yeah. a belt on, nobody's getting in there. Nobody's those briefs are just tight around Extra your tidy around your little waist. You know, mm-hmm. I can't believe you couldn't even get that one, idiot. Well, what's better Did than a quarter in your butt? This week? What's better than a quarter in your butt? 
I don't know. <laughs> a camera in the bathroom. I can't believe you didn't get that oh, one. Oh, it's says the same it. thing. Because a camera in the bath. This is the way you phrase the question. I know. Because <laughs> a camera in the bathroom is better than a quarter in your butt. And I don't know if that's true. <laughs> uh, yeah. What is Miss Plimpton's airtight alibi? She's dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what's Jeff the new coach of? Uh, water polo. Nice. We each have one correct. Dean and assistant water polo coach. Are you done? Do you, I have one more. Three. Okay. What did the Dean offer Starburns as leverage for taking the blame? Um. Okay. He wouldn't do anything about the meth. Yeah. He also. Yes. Come on, buddy. I want you to get this so bad. And you don't I'm know picturing, I'm trying to look at Starburns so I can see okay. what he had. Whatever your process is, he it's a can. Little, it's a little long on the time. Stay for... in the stables and get him an, oh, an electric heater for the stables. A space heater, yeah. I'll space take that. heater, yeah. Whew. Um, what extension does the bandit call from? Oh shit! Well, it's the stables, but I don't remember the number. Does it start with a five or a three? It does start with a five. It's a five three nine. Oh, five nine four. You're actually okay. close. You yeah, close. I was closer than I thought I'd be. I didn't pay that much attention to mm-hmm. it. I've got two more for you. Who is up next on the dial after real Neil? Up next on the dial is. Oh, um. Was it nothing? Was it silence? Was it static? Dr. Farts. Dr. Farts. After that thoughtful message. Yeah. Last question. What do the different levels of cat car support get you? Oh, okay. Uh, $5 gets you a thank you email. Mm-hmm. $50 gets you a t-shirt. $100 gets you a t-shirt and a thank you email. There you go. Good job. You got enough to kind of make up for it. Mm-hmm. Well, that was fun. Let's move on to some you got one. e e e, e. Emails. <laughs> emails. What we got? Emails. I'm so ready to emails. dig we emails into that are gonna read some butthole emails. of an inbox and pull out something brown and fibrous. All right. Our first email is from our proud priestly penis pappy. Uh, <laughs> Kevin Madigan. <laughs> uh Matt Aquini yeah. says hi guys oh. this masterpiece was written by Eric Summers mm-hmm. the quiet part of the duo of McKenna and Summers that have written the Lego Batman movie wow. Jumanji welcome to the jungle Ant-Man and the Wasp and the mm-hmm. latest Spider-Man trilogy he also executive produced 16 episodes of Dr. Ken my MVP for this episode is the writer's room. This is just pitch cheater, perfect. Cheater, cheater. Uh, actually, Pitch Perfect is a film starring Anna Kendrick mm-hmm. and uh, Brittany Snow and... Uh, I don't think so. Is that who it is? Ben- Benji. <laughs> isn't that the girl with the hair? That's Brittany Snow, isn't, isn't it? Isn't that the girl that died from 8 Mile? <laughs> That's Brittany Murphy. <laughs> um, yeah. All You're thinking of, of Brittany de- Spears. Eminem. <laughs> Uh, Maca- no, Makai Pfeiffer. Um, <laughs> have a great one, guys. Comedies Matt. Okay, what song are the Jordan Boys singing? Creep by Radio. Well, Head. first of all, those are not the Jordan Boys. Those are two black kids that they found somewhere, but they were singing Creep by Radio. Uh, also, nobody's last name is Jordan. <laughs> did Communities write Jordan? Or did you just say that? <laughs> what song are the Jordan Boys singing? Interesting. Uh, let's not unpack it. Let's keep moving. <laughs> <laughs> One of their names is Jordan, right? 
Yeah, no, that's the kid on Bernie Mac. I don't know. No, but when, there's the joke where she's like, and this is Jordan after five time whatever, right? Because she's like, Elijah is named after this from the Bible, and Jordan, I don't know. Let's give it, let's uh, give the benefit of that so. doubt away wholeheartedly. Finals of EP. Um, <laughs> what are the Space names Jam. of the three papers? The three papers? Yeah. There's three like papers. the mirror, the gazette, and what's the third one? Oh, the Spanish one. Oh, yeah, I don't know what that was. Um, what was Garrett's underwear brand? Haynes, his way. His way. All right, let's see the answers. Let me scroll down. Okay, Creep. Um, the three papers were the Greendale Gazette, the Greendale Mirror, and Las Noticias, Las Noticias Hispanicas de Greendale. You have a good uh, Spanish announcer voice. Thank you. I uh, <laughs> narrate telenovelas in my spare time. I can tell. Uh, and then Haynes Hisways were Garrett's underwear. Thanks, Dad. Okay. Thanks, Poppy. I don't know who the Jordan boys are, but thanks, Dad. Is that like uh, Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons? Yeah, Next it's, up, it's just the, the Jordan boys. Band. Yeah. <laughs> um, what? <laughs> Am I reading this right? Okay, our next email is from Tim Tam. The uh-huh. subject line is Annie is the ass crack bandit. Wow, hot take. And the email uh, says, see y'all next week. <laughs> <laughs> Earlier today, you were like, Tim Tam will have something interesting to say about this one. I, sure. I did. I was and he chose to not to. Yeah. Maybe is he perhaps mad at us for, for or me specifically for, for telling him he needs to get laid and that he's down bad last week? Maybe that is, is that part of it. <laughs> Danny was bad? like, what if Tim Tam's a girl? And I was like, he's writing into our show <laughs> <laughs> to be fair danny was writing into this show yeah but like there was more to that <laughs> clearly <laughs> not at the beginning i don't know i think she was playing the long game first you get them through their podcast then <laughs> then you then you convince them you like anime yeah then the patreon then the dance partner via the patreon okay so is that all the emails? That was anticlimactic. Yeah. No trivia or nothing. Just Annie's the ass crack bandit. See y'all next week. Well, we'll maybe the email we'll got deleted. Maybe Tim Tam typed out a long, thoughtful message and no, then I think it, I think it is what it was. <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm lost. What do we do next? Oh, it's time for you. It's time for me to prove your worth around here mm-hmm. by. By digging deep into that heart, brain, and hole of yours mm-hmm. and seeing if you can pull on out a description of the episode that we're all here to uh, commiserate about. How yes. are you feeling before we call it off? I think I'm going to get an A plus, Zach. Jesus. All right. I don't. Let's I, I see if he I does. I couldn't keep it up. I couldn't keep up the facade. Yeah. You I don't think I'm going to get an tried. A plus. You yeah. barely tried, everyone. I... It's time to find out. Did Steven Did watch Steven the episode? Watch the episode. Week. This week. Do you ever get sick of committing to that you said you were going to say it or that you say it every time I say it? Sometimes I, I forget and that? I don't start saying it until you're almost yeah. done. Yeah. And you can't let that happen because this – this is a brand, yeah. And the people expect a certain. It's actually in my contract. If I fuck it up, I'm gone. Yeah, yeah. You could just kind of smudge the crayon, and that part would go away. But... <laughs> All right, you got 20 seconds on the clock. I let's see if you get that A plus that you think you're. I actually don't give out A pluses. 
Mm. Uh, but, you know, maybe you'll do such a good job that I have no choice but to. Yeah. All right. Three, two, one, go. The ass crack bandit is back and everyone's freaking out. Annie finds out that he's either really fast or a teacher because he got through the student lounge. So then they're investigating all the teachers who like Dave Matthews because he's using the lyrics when he calls. And he's getting everybody. He gets Troy. Troy's traumatized. He's in a blanket. Shows making a lot of money from sandwiches. Starburn says it's himself so that he can not be in the stables anymore. The dean convinces him because he won't get mad about the map. You got a decent amount in there. You took too long in the beginning. You did not get that Pierce dies. And I would have oh, liked yeah, some, uh, yeah, I know, right? And so I would have liked something, uh, perhaps about how the ass crack bandit could be any of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was not an A plus. That was, uh, I don't know. I feel like I always end up giving you about a B. Um, B. That's a B. I'll take it. Well, you have to. Yeah, I'll, you I accept your terms. They'll take Deal. it like a cold quarter. i need you like my asshole needs a george washington well let's keep moving buddy what's next you want to talk about some favorite funny moments let's do it i I got a few this week not yeah i've learned now that we're in season five and the dialogue is so dense and funny again i kind of halfway through this episode i had like six things written down and was like i can't just do this with every episode i need to like bring those things up when we get to them in the episode right Mm -hmm. so i was like i'm just gonna have like a choice few and then i took a couple off of them and then i still ended up writing down like three more because there are so many little funny moments what have you got um i think the whole blanket thing is really funny the whole episode, but especially yes. when you first see Abed wrapping a blanket around Troy um, with, like, the, the cup is really funny. Um, really funny. The, in the song, when he says it's a quarter to ass, that's a good one. Um, they said quarter to five, but it was quarter, quarter to, to ass. ass. <laughs> but your jeans were half-masked. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, I think that backwards Chang is great. Yeah, especially oh, when he's my got, front like... mouth. <laughs> um, every time Garrett yells in the episode mm-hmm. is top tier. Um, Troy slapping Starburns. <laughs> and then um, when Leonard acts like he's going to kiss Jeff, that was we really funny. We can do funny. better. We can do better. I wrote down pretty much the whole opening sequence, how dramatic yeah. it is, and how you, especially if you don't know what's going to happen, what the episode's about. It's mm-hmm. so eerie and then when garrett gets ass cracked and and yells uh to the sounds of the bennett boys singing radiohead's creep uh, it was a very good moment i also wrote down that i think you uh just made clear that you already owned a fake butt <laughs> that was really funny um the dean snapping at Rhonda, trying to get her yeah. to trace the call and she's just staring at him <laughs> it's really funny and i also wrote down choice slapping starburns those were mine nice Good episode. Let's talk about it. Yeah, this is a really good episode, and it's been, well, since, I don't know, pretty early in season three. When's the last time that we had this clear of an homage episode? Well, not Law really and Order count- was last season. Not really counting the season four ones. Well, no, uh, it wasn't last season. It was oh, season really? three. Season four was not Law and Order. Wow. Really? You thought the Yams episode was a season four episode? Oh, a different teacher, you're right. Time all mashes together. Whatever, I don't whatever. know who their teacher is. Just is it because Betty White of quality. Still? This feels like the most... Yeah, it's still Betty White. <laughs> uh, this feels like the most homage-focused episode since probably that episode, though. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. It almost... 
I had this thought just moments ago, didn't really even think about it while watching the episode, so it's not that big a deal. Obviously, they're going for a different thing in this episode. Is it a little too close to doing another Law & Order episode? Well, almost, but I think it goes more along the lines of like the Bone Collector or Along Came a mm-hmm. Spider type movies. Um, what they say they're specifically going for is Fincher, so like Seven mm-hmm. and uh, their, uh, Zodiac. Sure. Have you seen some of these movies? I haven't seen very many of these movies. I've seen the ones Seven. Just mentioned? I've, I've seen, seven? seen the ones I mentioned, and I've seen uh, Seven. Seven is what's in the box? What's in the f- what's in the f- box? That Come one. on! It's a girl's head, right? I haven't yeah. seen it, but it's Gwyneth Paltrow's head, right? Yeah. This is what's in the box. Should I not have said that? Seven's good. If, Am I spoiling If you don't know, movie? it's like the Sixth Sense thing. It's like if you don't f***ing know it by now, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Almost kind of made me think of like uh, um, Silence of the Lambs a little bit too. It's just like that genre of thing going on. I like it. It's so weird because in the season premiere, it had that weird dark tone and it kind of felt out of place for the show Mm -hmm. and then here is the one episode that it really makes sense for it to be as dark and rainy as it is and they they really uh uh take advantage of that setting in this episode and i wonder if they just like kind of i don't know what happened the the tone of the show just kind of started to get darker yeah well i think just this episode a thing that this episode really highlights once again Uh is that Dan Harmon is back, and when Dan Harmon goes conceptual, he commits 100%. And I think that's something that they were missing. If Dan says, throw out all the lights, we need to get new lights. Uh, They talk about this episode, they're even, like, filming the show, like, they're holding the cameras down lower than they typically, like, all kinds of small detail things that, sure, as we saw in an episode of of season four, like, intro to knots, that they might have been like, nah. Yeah. (laughs) We can just read the script in a room. (laughs) Um, Okay, so what were some of your favorite things from this episode that reminded you of those movies? You mentioned the Troy being a victim thing I think is really good. Mm -hmm. I really like Abed's speech when he's like – when they ask him to kind of be like the smart autistic guy in the room. Yeah. And he gives a speech that's just kind of hanging shit on those types of characters and that type of writing. I thought that was really smart. Yeah. Really As somebody who grew moment. up watching every single episode of Monk, I thought that was really funny. Yeah. Yeah, I thought they did a really great job with this. Uh, all of the scenes we'll, – we'll get into the episode here in a second. But I also thought they built the feel of the type of story they're trying to tell here really well – in like halfway through the episode when the Ass Crack Bandit song plays for the first time, mm-hmm. when it just kind of shows like Ass Crack Bandit fever has taken over the school. Yeah. People are selling t-shirts and, and people there's the guy with a giant quarter running around. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I really there's some really, really next level filling in this episode details in this one that I think make it work so well and that make me like it even more the more I watch it. I also think this was probably, and this is just off the top of my head, but my favorite like stylized opening, other than the Law, I, the Law and Order one is great as well, but probably since I, I, it's more akin to the Dungeons and Dragons opening, how it was hmm. like that kind of, you know, darker tone music. Really, as far as how, because in the Dungeons and Dragons one, you're thinking of how in the beginning it's like dark and it's like Neil's face and stuff. Then the the theme credit sequence mm-hmm. is 
the same theme song just with like Dungeons and Dragons style yeah. characters. I like how this they totally throw that out. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of more like the Pillows and Blankets episode yes, almost. Totally. Um, and I and I really really do like that. Uh, I love when they let the people who are in charge of that department of the show like run with it and do something totally different. Yeah. Uh, really great. Let's dive into it. I already said, I think the beginning is so good. Um, we don't get enough of Shirley in this episode, but I do like this this through line of her exploiting everything that she can for her business and to, to get people uh, over to Shirley's sandwiches. Yeah. Uh, I like it. I wish we got more of Shirley, though. She's the one thing that this episode, I don't know. Yeah. They just kind of put her to the side. Her and Britta both. Oh, yeah, Britta's in it for like three seconds. It's perfect, and obviously David Fincher, I'm pretty sure Fincher did the social network. Fight Club. I'm pretty sure he did social network. And so the, like, choral uh, uh, Radiohead's Creep features really prominently in the social network. Mm -hmm. And I think this is kind of a reference to that. But it also reminds me of how everyone's going crazy for how they use that slow Nirvana song in the new Batman movie. Have you heard about that? No. The, have you listened to Nevermind by Nirvana? Yes. Uh, that song's like, something in the way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The really slow song at the end of the album. I guess it features really prominently on uh, uh, in, in the Batman, and all of a sudden that song's streaming numbers have gone up and up and really? up. Really? And this cool. reminds me of that type of thing where a movie will use like a weird version of a song that everybody kind of knows to, to set mood. I think they did mm-hmm. a good job with it. David Fincher did do the social network, Zach. I had a feeling. I also like the weird dancing that Shirley's doing while while That's her great. sons are singing this like uh, a sad slow song. Yeah. She's like vibing like she's <laughs> at a Grateful Dead impersonation concert. I love all the like trash cans catching the water drops throughout the whole. For hallway. real, the rain was such a good touch, and yeah, all the leaking. It, the, the flickering of the lights, uh, uh, Garrett already feeling like he's running behind. <laughs> uh, I, I think Eric does such great work in this moment yeah. of the episode. He's like, oh, now I've got all these folders to deal with. <laughs> the, the, the shot of the of the finger with the with the coin. And, so good. Uh, it's the way the capture is great. Um, It's an interesting look into the ass crack bandit, just that shot there where we actually see the finger in the glove. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think... I'm the type of person that would have been like, no, the ass crack bandit isn't one of the characters that we know. It's just some like weird dude that goes to Greendale. But I feel like that they have like this trench coat and that yeah, they have they're like the, a, the coin like a pink and Panther all of villain. the yeah, and like all of the voice masking that they do throughout the episode. It's something definitely deeper than that. Mm-hmm. This is the first of a couple of times this season that Garrett runs into the cafeteria, yells an important piece of information that, like, kicks off a storyline. Because later on in the season, he does the, It's a bear dance! <laughs> That's I love that episode. I'm so excited for that one. Season 5 is great. Season 5 yeah. is not disappointing so far. No. After Garrett comes out to yell, it's the Ashcrack Bandit, we get uh, a lot of information in the theme song that, that does a perfect job of showing us that the montage of 
newspaper articles that give information. This ass crack bandit thing has been going on for a long time. Yeah. For a couple years, it was happening serially in the past, and then it stopped for a while, and now, for whatever reason, they're back. I, and then I even love that at the end of it, it's Annie shutting the book on it, and yeah. she's got this really Annie-fied, yassified ass crack bandit binder. Well, in the dark, you... the dark kind of makes it look creepy too, right? Like a little bit yeah. like shrine-ish. Well, that's one of the big things is mm-hmm. so that the fan theory is pretty strongly that Annie is the yeah. Ashcrack Bandit. The show, I know you haven't seen the series finale, but they even make like a little reference to it in the series finale. Really? This, doesn't, this doesn't really spoil anything, but someone mentions Ashcrack Bandit and Annie's like, ha ha ha, what? Ha ha, uh, what? Uh, nice. I don't know what that is. So it's definitely a fan theory that the show knew about when it was on and that they kind of played into. Mm-hmm. And it totally tracks if it's she's obsessed with how she's getting away with it. Yeah. That she's inserted herself into the investigation because she is so certain that she, her name will never be put into it. But I, I am also kind of quick to feel like it's not Annie. It just seems like something a creepy dude would do. Well, I, I want to talk at the end of the episode. We can give our, our thoughts okay. because I, sure. I do have some thoughts on who I think it is. And they're the same thoughts that I had before in the show, but I think I, I have more to support them now. And do you not think it's Annie? We'll talk about it later, Zachary. We okay. got to build the suspense. What do you think of this scene here when the Dean is in like a press room talking about it? They did a really great job of capturing the movies that do this type of thing. Oh, totally. Where he has to give the information. I really love when he's like, how many pictures do you need to take? <laughs> All the flashes. It's yeah. just him. <laughs> and I also love how many people are there. Yeah. And how many newspapers apparently Greendale has, the college <laughs> itself. The Greendale Gazette, and is the other one the Daily? The Greendale The Greendale Mirror? The Greendale Mirror. They used to be one thing, and they've Mm -hmm. split off. I have a question. So, when it's the Spanish reporter, that joke's funny. It's funny that Greendale also has a Spanish newspaper. The soccer joke is a little bit too far. Yeah, didn't love the soccer joke, but I do like the joke that there's, like, a Spanish... It's not the worst joke ever, but it's, like, it was already just a joke... Yeah, he's in Spanish, and that Greendale wouldn't because there's always like CNN, CNN Brazil that's yeah. in Spanish, and it, it makes sense. Brazil for them speaks to, Portuguese, Zach. They speak Brazilian butt lift, and you <laughs> know it, Stephen. <laughs> they only communicate by clapping their ass cheeks together. That's the world I'd like to live in. <laughs> That'd be great. That'd hey, be we told you it was a butt episode. Nice, nice, nice setup, Zach. Well done. Thank you. I, everything I say is scripted long in advance. <laughs> I've been sitting on this since we started two years ago. <laughs> but yeah, I like all that. I, I The press room thing is funny. And that takes us into the study room. In a way, I think this is the first episode that the study group being here at Greendale together at the same time like didn't feel out of place. Like, mm-hmm. it's not like, why are these people taking classes? Why are these people still there? I, I didn't think about it really in this yeah. episode. Where I kind of did in the last couple. I, there's no, I really, really prefer the dynamic with Jeff and Annie and the rest of the people here rather than Annie being like, I'm a student and you're a teacher. That kind of stuff. I like it better. Yeah, me too. I think it makes it less like, I don't know, it feels more like normal community episode and less like Jeff is separated from the group. 
I really like, even though Britta doesn't get a lot in this episode, the way that she delivers her reading of the note from the Ass Crack Bandit, <laughs> she does a, Gillian does a great job of reading it as if Britta's reading it for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, right before Duncan walks in, which I'm very excited to talk about the mm-hmm. return of Professor Duncan this episode. I like the Dean's whole runner on, we are at DEFCON 4, if de- that is the worst one, and if higher numbers are worse <laughs> than lower numbers. I and also then, have no idea how the DEFCONs work. Is it the higher numbers are worse? I think are th- Aren't so. there I feel colors like too, though? I don't know. Do I look like the type of person who has ever been placed in a situation where DEFCON is at stake? <laughs> Zach, why don't you know more about our... Uh, military defenses and our protocols what are you gonna do when it happens be one of the first to die <laughs> <laughs> if, like, if, I, if i'm lucky take it, like take as it soon as wave. anything happens that's like the the government has really crashed everything's a free-for-all like even if you know weeks or months or years i could survive fine i just walk outside with my hands up and like look around and be like just come on why even try? Duncan's back. I'm very, very happy to see John Oliver. He, it, you almost don't even realize how much uh, you miss him until he's back because yeah. everything he does in this episode is, is funny, is weird, is quirky, and it it's yet another thing in this season that takes you back to that classic community feeling. There was one thing that I didn't love, but it fits with his character, so it's fine. But You're talking about all the creepiness, all of the sexual deviancy. One of the creepies. I get that, and there might be things that I didn't laugh at, too. But, I mean, I think if we put together a compilation of everything that Duncan ever did, I think that that, next to some of the stuff from the earlier seasons, would probably fit closer than you would think. So, it's another one of those times where I can kind of laugh at it, because Mm -hmm. that's what the joke is. Obviously, uh, Duncan's not pulling any tail with the type of bullshit that he's spreading. Are you kidding me? You hear that accent? It helps that it's John Oliver who... Especially from watching last week tonight, he's got this real like yeah. puppy dog demeanor and just like a really nice guy. He seems like so it, it's really funny for me to have him as this like really creepy dude. Mm-hmm. And they didn't even there was like a non explanation of why he's been gone for so long. <laughs> <laughs> he was here to take care. He was gone to take care of his sick mom, who's still around. He just felt like he'd done his time. Yeah, that was really funny. I like that we get to have Hickey involved. Kind you know, of. using his police expertise to set it up. Kind of. You know, like, he doesn't really add a lot to this episode, as much as I've liked Hickey so far. You know what, Zach? Don't steal his shine. I think he adds just the right amount to this episode. Okay, so after the Dean has kind of told everyone that they're going to band together and, and figure out who's been doing this, we get our first Jeff and Annie scene. And this is, of course, an episode that... You can't not talk about the Jeff and Annie mm-hmm. of it all because a lot of times we're like, nah, I don't think that was supposed to be a Jeff and Annie thing. <laughs> uh, obviously, this is. Here it is. And I yeah. kind of like what they do with it in this episode. I like that they kind of bring up that there's some weirdness to the way that they mm-hmm. are around each other and also that they don't act on or really resolve it in this episode too. Yeah. I, cause I'm I like fine it. with them having this weird attraction to each other. I just mm-hmm. don't gel with the thought that so many other things that happen in the show are like servicing that idea. Yeah, sure. Because they do have attraction and weirdness to each other, but I think literally the only time the show is thinking about it is when it they're like straight out telling us kind of. Yeah. 
But what do you yeah. think of Jeff and Annie as a pairing in this episode? I like it in this episode. Yeah, I like it in this episode. I like the jokes that are made about it, and I like that it doesn't actually get, like, creepy. I will say, though, Zach, for the Annie is the ass crack bandit sure. people, the biggest argument that I I have for her being the ass crack All this knowledge that, that she has? Well, that she's like, oh, well, the ass crack bandit did this in 10, but it took me 20. I think that's immediately removing herself from the the you know equation mm. so that's 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 and my big also argument for her not being it. able to not comment on how impressive what the bandit uh-huh. is doing is sure i'm not saying i don't vibe with it i'm just my stake on it is mainly that it doesn't really matter like who cares kind of you know what zach why don't you have some fun for once in your life absolutely not <laughs> But Annie does deflect off of her or off of a student that it could mm-hmm. probably be a teacher because uh, the ass crack bandit might have used the faculty lounge as a shortcut. Meanwhile, under all of this scene, Jeff is playing that annoying as hell uh, game on his phone, which I get is kind of a riff on that type of game like Candy Crush and all that being really – and Fruit Ninja being really prevalent. <laughs> but is he playing like an A-team fruit game? Like is that Mr. T? Well, the way that I took it – I really picture the game that he's playing probably as Candy Crush, where you're constantly being given, like, little rewards for doing nothing while you're playing. Because, mm-hmm. you know, it's got, like, the while he's playing, it's like, ding, 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 mm-hmm. ding, ding. Like, all kinds of stuff that it does, like, as you're swiping things over. Yeah. I, I, it most reminded me of Candy Crush. But also, like, I don't know. I feel like it's one of the things that a long time in the future might kind of date this episode, and it, they're not mm-hmm. really telling a joke about it. It's just kind of annoying in the background. Yeah. A couple of interesting things that I learned about this episode while listening to the audio commentary that for some people it might kind of ruin the episode for them, but for mm-hmm. me, it really I really appreciate this. So there are a couple of really good jokes in this episode that were like written and ADR'd in to kind of like solve issues. Mm. Like I guess originally the scene here where, I didn't notice. I know they do a really great job whereas a show like Arrested Development it's always really really obvious when they're doing it. Yeah. Where like literally his mouth does not match what he's saying like, yeah. sometimes on that show. But here, Troy is uh, leaving a voicemail for Abed. And in the original cut of it, when they filmed it, it was him talking back and forth with Abed. But then they realized that that played against this idea that anybody could have been the ass crack bandit, mm-hmm. including Abed. So they changed it in post to him like leaving him a voicemail. That's really nice. That's and smart. I think they did a really good job at it. And there are a couple really funny jokes in here. Like, yeah. what did Andy get us for dinner? I hope it's not salad again. And then he's <laughs> like, I'd rather just stop at the meat store. Yeah, I thought that was really funny too. Let's do a little uh, Donald watch because this was the last episode that Donald Glover filmed of Community. Really? This was the fifth episode produced of the season. And in fact, this scene that we're talking about right now was his last scene on the show. Wow. I think Donald was great in this episode. I think he's great, too. Uh, He's really funny, especially here when, you know, he bends over to the the teddy bear and his reaction when he gets cracked. And he's so innocent. And (laughs) also, like, his yell is both of surprise and ecstasy, you know? We know that Troy, much like Steven, is very much an <laughs> ass play man. All I'm saying is, you know, Troy probably also goes to the chiropractor and says, like, can you needle my butt? Yeah. Don't Do knock they it till you try butt? it. Do they needle your butt? I've had my very low back needled. But we're not talking cheeks. 
Not the cheeks. There's too much. There's a little too much meat to get through with those tiny needles. Uh. <laughs> They're just jamming long ass <laughs> needles through your whole butt. Uh, do you disrobe you need a big, at the chiropractor? You need a big knife to cut this cake. Is your no. butt exposed? Could it be if you wanted it? Could. It could. I could. I could make it work. Do you think they'd ask you to put your clothes back on if you showed up in like a massage towel? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Okay. They have like a, a front, like a receptionist now. Uh-huh. And I, last time I was there, was in a lot of like agony with what they were doing to my foot and, well, my feet. And I was like yelling a lot of obscenities and like bad things coming out of my mouth. Really? And I You're that, that kind of person. There. Not normally. Normally I laugh really hard, but it was hurting real bad, Zach. So I was releasing the, my feelings. Can you tell me what you said? I was like, oh, well, I was like, covered my mouth. Like this is like, oh, like it was like wow you just couldn't help it couldn't help it i'm sorry that sounds awful but yeah, but it was, it was funny because i like, walked out me again and i forgot she was there and i was like hello <laughs> <laughs> not a good time to ask her for her number no <laughs> hey so uh <laughs> you're cute heard me in there being pretty tough right imagine those sounds in another context <laughs> I really like this scene here after Troy gets cracked when we're in the, like, victim outside the crime scene area, Abed decking Troy up with a, with a blanket and an and a unnamed, unmarked cup of something, <laughs> uh, and him just looking really stressed out and really being like, oh, yeah, thank you for the blanket, and being really dainty with himself, I thought it was really, really good. Mm-hmm. They get a message from the ass crack bandit through the, the teddy bear that Troy was after. Right and through the, the butt. The visual and the way Annie pulls it out with a little bit of, like, resistance, <laughs> it was a really well-placed, like, physical bit of comedy. I think it looks really funny. Alison Brie does some really, really great physical comedy in this episode, which is something yeah. that she does not often get to do on a show like this. And it's something I think she's really good at. I mean, just watching Glow, I've only seen the first season, but she is a great physical actress, you know? I agree. So this message that the Dean reads, it gets them, I don't know, the ass crack band is pretty much just like, F- you guys, I'm going to keep going. Uh, y'all aren't going to catch me. And the Dean, what is it? Is it that Annie wants to be more involved than what the no, Dean Annie is No, Annie says, I think it's a teacher. And he's like, oh, excuse, sure. excuse me. Exhibit A, exhibit B. La, 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 la. <laughs> he has a couple good lines in this one. Uh, the yeah. Dean, season five, they made a change to the Dean from what he had been in season four. And I love what they're doing with him because he's not the guy that just dresses up like a girl in every episode anymore. But yeah. he's still got the exact same demeanor. And I like that we're focusing a lot more on how stupid and inept of a dean he is than just that he likes to dress up sometimes. I think that's one of the biggest improvements of season five so far is the way that the dean is both more and less an actual person now. Yeah, I totally agree. His line here, you want to make trouble? Go call Parker Brothers. <laughs> It's an inspired bit. Annie afterwards being frustrated, like slamming the vending machine in in, in an effort. I don't know. I think stuff like that's funny. Like slamming the desk. Like, oh, gosh, nobody understands. And again, we get a Jeff and Annie scene where uh, in this scene, Jeff commits more to helping out to make Annie happy. Come on down and get some nacho whiffies. (laughs) I was... Yeah, that's this. This shows the type of community fan I am. When the Jeff and Annie stuff was going on, I was like, "What's in that vending machine?" I know, I was like, "Look at the <laughs> Let's! Look at the, all the different flavors of Let's!" While this Jeff Annie thing is happening, 
Um, I saw a TikTok that was like actually like one of those stores that shows buy those props from. They had like a bunch of Let's Potato Chip bags and like oh, that's all the different cool. like brands like Pop and stuff. It's really cool. Annie's little bit of doing her dance without squealing when Jess says not to squeal and then when she does start squealing, it's awful cute. Yeah, it is cute. I love the shots of like outside the library with it raining. I'm sure they shot all of them at the same time, but it's cool like just having like the, you know, all of a sudden now it's rainy here at the school and things are Something things are bleak. I learned uh from the commentary just about how filming when they're cuz it wasn't raining outside, they mm-hmm. created rain. That every time Are they god? They, yeah, they they're not god. They can't just make rain. <laughs> um that whenever you see something like that in a movie where they're outside and rain is falling like on the actors, like every single time apparently the because of how the rain, the water falling interacts with the microphones, that audio is always ADR. Mm. Like any time, any time ever, you see raining directly on people just about on a film that they have then later gone and redubbed their voices over the, the really because the water uh, interacts that with the microphones. That makes sense. Yeah, oh, but also it's like... It makes sense, but it also is... It's like taking you out of it just a little bit, knowing totally. that type of thing. And it's also really impressive how these actors are so good at re-recording their dialogue and that you don't notice. Yeah, well, think about like the notebook. Watching them. I refuse. Have you seen the notebook, Zach? No, but is it a lot of rain? Zach, have you seen anything? You haven't seen the notebook? No. I'm not, I'm not even ashamed of that one. The notebook's great. Okay. Do you like romantic movies? Yeah, but I don't go out of my way for them unless they've, like, got somebody or something attached to them that i'm interested in Mm. i don't believe in love (laughs) i really like this whole scene of how the school like we talked about a little bit earlier how the school is adapting to this state of crime that it's in it it really feels like you know one of those movies where like there's a serial killer in new york and how the streets (laughs) of new york are adapting to it you know you look both ways when you tie your shoe i want a pair of the leonard overalls to protect myself it's a good look. Do you think that was the idea, or do you think Leonard was just rocking some overalls? No, he was selling overalls to keep oh, he people sell- safe. He was selling overalls. You're right. Yeah, you can't get your crack if it's up at your neck. You know uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't notice the maestro Ben Folds providing a completely original song for this episode that plays during this. It's really, really great, and the lyrics are really, really funny. They're hilarious. I like the bit where they're like, "He's either angry." Or happy. He um, either loves money or hates, hates it, it or, or likes hates butts, butts or hates Yeah. <laughs> and this is the Abed runner where the dean is just like, Abed, can you just like stand in the center of a room and know <laughs> what happened and map it out? Because that's always what it's like. The yeah. guy just stands up in the middle of the room and is like, I see it. They threw the knife over there <laughs> and the blood splattered over there. Just because they need to get to the next beat in the the story. And Abed stands up and he keeps them going for a second, but he's pretty much like, f*** you guys. I'm not going (laughs) to do that. It's a great bit. And honestly, Abed is kind of underserved in this episode. But this moment kind of makes it worth it. I would have liked a little bit more Abed. I could have lived with a little bit more of intrigue on if Abed is the ass crack bandit. That could have been interesting. Yeah, me too. The way after he's done, when he's like painful riding, it hurts. And then just like, <laughs> face goes blank, walks away. And the dean, okay, ooh la la. <laughs> the backwards Chang is so funny with him like walking in. Yeah, the dean, so 
He's like, okay, I have a plan, but I didn't want to have to do this unless it got drastic. Cut to Chang already in this outfit, walking in. I, my favorite part of this is the way that he walks backwards and his legs still, like, <laughs> awkwardly kick up. Yeah. <laughs> and it's really funny. Even though Hickey doesn't get a lot to do in this episode, just his demeanor when he's around makes whatever he's a part of funny. So it's really funny that he's the one that has to come try to put a coin in, in the fake butt and... <laughs> And Chang lifts his hair over his head <laughs> to catch them. <laughs> what do you think? Is this a good plan? Could they have caught the dude this way? They never I think try it's a great it, do plan. they? Oh, they try it, but they don't really show anything happen with it. Yeah, Nascar they have Chang walking around, but. And I love Hickey being like, "Look, you spent way too much money on this." He's like, "Oh, this is free." Then I think <laughs> you just proved to all of us that you already own that fake butt. And he just goes quiet. <laughs> The Dave Matthews Band connection is really funny and random. Do you yeah. know the Dave Matthews Band? Are you a, a Dave a connoisseur? I am not a Dave connoisseur, but I like songs that I've heard by Dave Matthews Band. Yeah, we were born in the '90s and have or yeah. alive in the '90s and have two ears that are attached to a heart. Yeah, Hey, paradise. Put up a Through the line. note left, they figure out that the Ass Crack Bandit is a Dave Matthews Ooh, fan. Sha, na, 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 That's him, that right? Dave Matthews Band? What are you singing? Are you, are you singing Brown Eyed Girl by Van Morrison? <laughs> All Dave Matthews songs sound like that to me. Is that what you were singing just then? She said... Sha la 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 da da that one brown eye girls that the same song <laughs> I think that's what you're singing ocean man tweet us at you can't disappear was it sha na na or sha na nand um I really like the bit where Annie sets up that she's gonna do some digging to find out well what people that they know are fans of Dave Matthews to help narrow down who the ass crack bandit is. And Jeff turns on an old timey radio. All the music starts <laughs> getting ready for a montage, but it's just as simple as logging into Facebook, looking up Dave Matthews band, seeing who your friends with <laughs> likes the Dave Matthews band. I thought it was a really funny way to do that. <laughs> we cut to an assembly in the cafeteria where still in his wheelchair and blanket, Troy is, ex- He's like, I love how, because these movies always have like a victim that survived. Yeah. It's like the talking the target. point. Mm-hmm. And, or not necessarily the target, but that's like the, of the city. He's like the face of we've yeah. got to stop this kind of thing. So they've, they've got Troy's Law and the three Bs that they're trying to spread to Greendale to keep everybody safe. Meanwhile, under the bleachers that they've set up for this event, someone's about to get cracked. Is it Vicky? Mm-hmm. Vicky gets it's cracked Vicky or do a couple people next. get cracked? How did the Ash Crack Bandit get out of this one? Well, everyone starts running and panicking, and so they they slipped right out. Here we go. It's Blubbit's time. <laughs> this extra long churro tastes real good in my real mouth. <laughs> uh, yeah, Annie and Jeff are crossing off teachers that might be the Ass Crack Bandit. They, a lot of the names that they mention are like crew members from community, like Guterman's nice. a writer or producer or something. Uh, and they're about to go into this next one. I like how this episode all of a sudden adds like a couple new areas to Greendale yeah. that we've never heard of before, we'll never hear of again, but I guess they have greenhouses and stables now. <laughs> yeah, where the f*** is the stable? <laughs> 
And also, this is like a hallway that we've seen a bunch of times. Yeah. You're telling me that there have been these little flappy doos that lead through a greenhouse area all this time? I don't think so. And the greenhouse area looks trash. It looks awful. Yeah. But it shows us my boy, Mr. Ben Folds. Look, if you're listening to this, if you're not familiar with Ben Folds, I don't know. He's like the Billy Joel of the 90s and 2000s. He's like a, the Paul McCartney of our era. He's... A wonderful uh, piano man and mm-hmm. songwriter, and his music always has wit to it, and his melodies are are really unique, and his, uh, I like it. I like yeah. him a lot. Big Great fan. version of Bitches Ain't Shit. Yeah, but we don't really talk about that one anymore. Oh, is, there, is it a bad song? Well, Ben Folds does say hard R N-word in that song a couple times. Yikes. And... And, like, nobody really got that upset about it, weirdly. But he also, after a long time, was like, I'm not going to do this anymore. Which I I don't even think it's on... It's not even on Spotify and stuff anymore. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Which is good, but it's weird, isn't it? Because we sure used to jam out to that. We did, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Crazy times. Listen to Brick. (laughs) Yeah, not a racist. (laughs) <laughs> Not a racist. We like Ben. Not a racist. Yeah. Uh, and another thing that sucks is that the joke that he gets isn't funny. Mm-hmm. The sativa, the cannabis joke, it's delivered weird. It it feels like he should get a bigger punchline than what he does. Yeah. It it doesn't really even justify that they made them build this whole greenhouse thing. It truly um, does not. It doesn't. Now, Ben Folds, though, does make uh, frequent appearances on another loved but underknown television comedy called you're the worst great show still never he's finished in it. about four or five episodes of that show and he's absolutely hilarious in it Ooh, do they have alcohol there yeah jeff and annie trash the greenhouse and the dean finds out and now he's yelling at them for going too deep into this thing the dean's a mad boy and the dean like totally puts them down and says what we're all thinking like you know what <laughs> enough about this what is this what's going huh? on What's going on? What's all this weirdness? What's all this creepy business is what he said. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> the way Jim delivers it is really good. Let me ask you two something. Let me be like the 50th person at this school to ask, what is this, huh? What is this creepy business? What? I think you two like to partner up on cutesy capers so you can hold hands in the dark and address your urges in semi-acceptable scenarios. Whoa, not cool. You not cool. You unprofessional. And he totally calls it out. That's absolutely what Jeff and Annie do. Mm -hmm. They team up so they can googly-eyed each other. That's absolutely why Jeff helps her. Not because they're star-crossed lovers, but because he's like a creepy dude and he wants to... Uh, be in close quarters with this attractive girl that he wants but can't have. Yeah. Right? So the dean is punishment uh, makes Jeff the water polo coach and also himself the assistant water polo coach because <laughs> the phone rings while he's giving him the punishment. And <laughs> Craig Pelton, dean and assistant water polo coach, is really funny. And it's a call from the ass crack bandit. This is one of my favorite moments in the whole episode. Everything about it is hilarious. The Dean just keeps snapping. Rhonda does not give a shit, just stares <laughs> at him dead the whole time. Meanwhile, some of the stuff is really funny while the Dean's trying to stall and keep him on the phone longer. Because like, at the end of the call, he's like, that's interesting. I was in 4-H when I was young. <laughs> just trying to keep the call going. It's really, really funny. <laughs> 
Trace the call, Rhonda. Trace the call. This means trace the call. <laughs> Rhonda just... Rhonda's real baller. He's yeah. she's just like, look at the phone. Jim Rash's whole runner here. He doesn't get an MVP so this week. Yeah. But his runner of snapping trace the call trace the call oh okay tracing tracing, tracing. The, got it the stables we have stables all of that <laughs> is comedic gold the really dean great. of the school didn't know that they have stables so <laughs> off to the stables they look real creepy they did yeah. a great job of building the set for again no reason i feel like someone should have told them look i get it dan's back i get we're going big can we do greenhouse or stables? Can yeah. we not do greenhouse <laughs> and, and stables? stables? I would have been fine with just the stables as much as I was happy to see Ben Folds. Before we see Alex Starburns, before we learn about his cat car and all that stuff, which in the episode they don't really mention. You don't really get it until the end tag. Yeah. Uh, but we see like the little outline that's like a mechanical diagram of the inside of a cat. Did you <laughs> see that? That was funny. Yeah. And yeah, Starburns been dead since near the end of season three, but he's not dead. He's been hiding in the stables, fleeing from meth charges, living in the cold outside. How do you feel that we've got Starburns? Well, back? you know, you our star's not dead. He's surely alive, and he's standing on the inside, roaring like a lion, Zach. He's trying, instead of running, <laughs> he hops into the cat car and dangles the fish in front of these three adorable cats. It just <laughs> art phase. It's really funny. Uh, it's good to have Starburns back. Again, with Oliver, uh, John Oliver being back, with, yeah. with Starburns being back. It's like the gang's all really back together as season five continues. And what a weird, crazy storyline to drop Starburns into if you are going to bring him back. Right? I think it's so smart. Another press conference. Uh, also very akin to these types of movies when they've caught the guy, but it's not the guy. Mm -hmm. So, like, everyone feels better. They're able to write off that the case is closed, but something just doesn't quite right. feel right. Like, something doesn't just it. doesn't sit right with me. Is Why that what you don't do like? Is that the John Oliver moment you don't like? Yeah. When he goes in to kiss Britta when she asks for a high five? Yes. It's not particularly funny, no. Yeah, I think it wasn't funny. But what it's happens not really next John is very Oliver's funny. Fault. Yeah, no, a it's really his fault moment. as the actor. He should have <laughs> been like, I'm not doing that joke. It's not funny. Let me do a British. I've got a real big penis and I drink lots of tea. Remember that one? Yeah. <laughs> so this is really great. Abed wheels up Troy, who is still just traumatized uh, up to his tormentor, Starburns, the in quotations, ass crack bandit. And uh, so... Dino is a writer who plays Starburns. He talks a lot of times on the commentary about how he's like not an actor. So mm -hmm. he told Donald to like really slap him because yeah. he wanted to react to it. He knew that if it was a fake slap that he wouldn't like react to it the right way. So this is Troy really getting in his face. The way that his arms, <laughs> his arms are shaky <laughs> as he lifts himself out of the wheelchair. Slaps him in the face and sits back down. <laughs> Puts the blanket back on and looks at Abed and nods to, like, let him roll away. It's the funny – that run is the funniest thing Donald's gotten to do all season so yeah, far. Yeah, that's really funny. And then the Dean afterwards into the microphone, so much pain. <laughs> <laughs> but now it's time to heal. Let's all have a party. And we get our first school dance of the season. The We Caught the Ass Crack Bandit dance tonight in the cafeteria. Exciting yeah, Everybody's times. so happy, yeah. But Jeff and Annie, as the main character in movies like this, always know that uh, there's, there's something fishy going on here. 
It's real easy to just write it all off on Starburn so the problem goes away, but the ass crack bandit is so clearly still at large. You want to talk about Duncan being creepy? Jeff grabbing Annie by the shoulders when yeah. they're talking about how, oh, we're just friends. Weird. Don't mm-hmm. like that. It's a little, yeah. Platonic shoulder holding. I don't not know. Not in my I, book. Uh, yeah, whenever I've done that to Steven, it's definitely not been platonic. It goes much, but it's, goes much but more it's like kind of a, Kind of a different set of shoulders, though. Mm-hmm. Think about it's it. true. <laughs> Leonard leaning in for the kiss with Jeff and Jeff <laughs> running away and Leonard saying to Annie, we can do better. Really funny. Leonard this season has been getting some great material. Yeah, he has. Okay, now we're at this party, and I really like how at the center of this dance is a metal cage that they're keeping Starburns in. And then everyone's just throwing throwing quarters. Shouldn't he have been arrested or something? Probably. This is a really great scene that's kind of cut in between... In between, like, Jeff kind of slowly figuring out what's going on inside the dance, we also get this scene of Annie accidentally stumbling into Duncan's office and slowly realizing that she may have just chosen the worst possible room to get into. Yeah. Oh, that's what it was that I didn't like. It was, come get me when Britta's drunk. That was the one that I really didn't like. In the grand scheme of the world, that's not a funny thing to say, but in the community episode, I thought it was funny. Well, that makes one of us. Because there's nothing funnier than taking advantage of someone when they're inebriated. <laughs> and you can give that the old Zach Pruitt stamp <laughs> of approval. TM, clip this audio, put it all over the world. I will never turn away from <laughs> that statement. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so Annie is in there with Duncan, and he's being creepy. And then from the dance... A Dave Matthews band song starts playing, and Duncan is very much a Dave Matthews fan. He lets off immediately. Friends call him which Dave. Tells us that your real fans call him Dave. Little Dicky, also known mm-hmm. as. Uh, and uh, it, it's seeming that maybe Duncan is the ass crack bandit. And there's a pretty good case against him at this point. He's a teacher, and he's creepy and rapey as shit. You my brown eye girl. <laughs> and put up a parking lot. Same song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Same song. Bow now now. I do kind of like that song. Now. I like that one too. And yeah, so Jeff knows that it can't be Starburns because the song's playing. And Starburns doesn't know it. He's like, hey, I kind of remember this song from the 90s. I really like his ha Hee-haw-ha-ha. Hee-haw-ha is really funny. And it's Lee Dave. Roth. Lee Roth. Really funny. So it can't be Starburns because he doesn't know the greatest musical artist of all time, Dave Matthews, the band. The band. <laughs> I also like the start when Jeff starts questioning him. He's like, I didn't call no Dean. I don't call nobody who don't call me. <laughs> really funny. <laughs> I'm glad to have Starburns back. Me too. A lot of funny lines and a lot happening here really fast because the Duncans, I once got to go backstage and meet the whole band. Well, everyone but Dave. (laughs) (laughs) He's getting closer to Annie and getting creepier and and Annie just wants to get out of the situation because she she feels like she's in the room with Ass Crack Bandit. Uh, She even sees a roll of quarters on his desk. Mm -hmm. Pretty damning. Pretty damning. But when she tries to leave and Duncan tries to keep her in the room, she drops her keys on the floor. 
<laughs> obviously, like describing this takes all the humor out of it because yeah. this is really scary for a girl like yeah. Annie in a situation like this. But the ridiculousness of it and how they've made such a real spooky scenario out of everyone trying to keep coins out of their ass <laughs> is really funny. It's great. The way that Duncan John Oliver does a great job of turning into that serial killery, like, creepy. Oh yeah, gonna, gonna pick that up. Just just <laughs> bend over and, and and grab it. And a really really funny physical comedy bit from Allison Brie as she uses her foot <laughs> to pull it up the wall and take it. It's pretty badass. Yeah, it is. <laughs> the, the the unmatched eye contact the whole time, <laughs> not giving him a chance to move. So Jeff opens a, a closet and there's a message from the ass crack bandit on a laptop. Was he just opening random doors and just happened to find the one um, that was left? Did they think that the ass crack bandit was hiding in there? I don't know. Ooh. I don't know. This if he is was just kind of do. a convenient thing to have happened to move mm-hmm. the story along. Annie shows up to tell Jeff that it's Duncan and they think they've really got it figured out. And now the dance has seeped outside of the cafeteria. As and it's all just good ones foggy. do. And sweaty bodies all around the school. <laughs> and Jeff and Annie are looking for Duncan. They get separated from each other. And Duncan, we learn here, is just your regular creepy rapey guy. He, he's no he's no uh, uh, serial ass crack bandit type dude. This is another one of those ADR moments. The My shoe is untied by British standards. That was uh, funny. I didn't know. There were no lines. There were no jokes there, really. They said that when they went back to edit it, they didn't have a very good shot of him with his shoes untied. So they mm. ADR'd in the joke, My shoe is untied by British standards. That's Which funny. is a funny joke. Yeah. Well done. I, I've always thought that joke was pretty funny. One bunny, two bunny. <laughs> oh, get Britta. That's funny. That's funny. When, it, like another thing, it's not funny if you think about it, but his instant yeah. reaction when something's put up is, but oh, get Britta. <laughs> so it can't be Duncan because he just got cracked. Mm-hmm. But Jeff and Annie can't get to each other to figure out what's going on. It's too foggy. It's a mess. They run around the corner to Shirley. And this is a big moment here. This is a really big moment for the show. And when this episode first came out, I remember, because the whole point, Pierce has died. They find Shirley, and they're so wrapped up in the ass crack bandit silliness, and Shirley takes them totally out of it for a second to mm-hmm. let them know that Pierce, their actual real friend, this is serious, he's dead. Yeah. And, I, and the whole point is that like sometimes you get so caught up in all the weird stuff in life that you, you like miss stuff like this, or you get sidestepped mm-hmm. by stuff like this. But I also feel like they did this kind of wrong the more I watch it, the less I like this surprise thing for Pierce. And I think the main reason why, I'm okay with Pierce dying. And what they do in the next episode is phenomenal with yeah. that. So it's it's small potato uh, issues. I have kind of an issue with in the first two episodes that there was like no discussion of Pierce at all. And he's been if, mentioned a few times this episode. So he's been mentioned a few times this episode? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but I'm talking more about like... Pierce is still doing stuff in the world. Not just yeah. Pierce existed. I think there should have been like, oh, I keep, like Jeff could have had a line like, oh, Pierce has called me a hundred times. I keep forgetting. Mm-hmm. I, I should probably reach out. To sure. Something like that for this to hit a little bit harder because it feels like to this point, they've kind of wanted us to forget about Pierce. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden his death is supposed to be this big emotional thing. And I think it like half works. Yeah. How do you feel about it? <sighs> It's fine. I didn't necessarily like feel anything. 
when this was happening. Which you know? is sad because I really yeah. loved the character of Pierce when he was so uh, uh, a big crucial part of the show. Mm-hmm. And you can't help but feel a little twinge of sadness. The shots they have of the empty study table and the rest of the six of them like kind of hugging at each other while they're looking at the table. While, while Neil calls him a great D&D player, it's a cute moment. Mm-hmm. I just feel like... Now, after this, they're still going to give the Ass Crack Bandit thing a great ending here in a second. Yeah. But I feel like it kind of takes away from how well this episode was doing in that sphere. It does, yeah. And it also kind of takes away a little bit from the effect that this Pierce moment should have. Mm-hmm. If anything, it should have been like the very last thing or something. I, I agree. So one more Jeff and Annie scene. Uh, it's outside, it's raining, and Jeff comes out, and they, they, they talk about uh, losing Pierce and how life is weird and losing people is weird, and it's uh, they're, they're starting to grieve a little bit. But their brain is also still kind of tied into the ass crack bandit thing. I feel like they did a good job of making this kind of feel like the way that these movies end a lot of the totally. time. Totally. Of more of like a, a thought experiment than like an actual definitive we caught the dude ending. Mm-hmm. Um, they hug. They're going to miss their friend. They're sad about Pierce. And they bring up the case again. Annie brings up the case again, actually, says, well, if I guess the... The, the case is cold again, and when Jeff says, don't worry, I've got a feeling he'll be back, Annie turns around and says, or her, or looks at the camera and says, or her, although Annie did just say he, talking about the ass crack bandit, yes. like, three lines ago. But then it cuts off this montage that, how else could you end an episode like this? And it's the perfect way to end an episode like this. A little montage, again, to the ass crack bandit song of of uh, how it could be anyone. Britta's is really funny because it's definitely mm-hmm. not Britta, but she types her own name. She's writing a book into the mind yeah. of the ass crack Britta, erases it, bandit. That's just Britta, Britta gonna Britta. I really like Abed. We see that he's got this hidden, while he's erasing all of the shitty procedural crime dramas yeah. from his DVR, he's playing with a quarter and doing the trick. Can you do, could you, would you be able to do that, do you think? Mm-mm. I've tried. I can like move it around, but I can't go through each finger. I don't get how Shirley counting the money is supposed to imply that it's her. Because, Zach, she wasn't giving out change, so everyone had to give her money and she didn't have to give any change back. But so if she she's raked not... in the $5 bills. So she's just, like, taking advantage. It's not saying that she's the ass crack bandit. Yes, it is. She did it so that she could get the money, extra money, Zach, oh, because okay, if people okay. can't, if she doesn't have, if she can't give people change, then she gets extra money every time somebody buys something. Now then, what's this thing with Hickey? He's looking at an old news article about a police department purged in yes, wake of Ripper Yes, because he got case. fired after the Ripper case, and so this was his way back into doing it again, Zach. Is that true? Yes. <laughs> I thought they were implying that maybe not only is Hickey the ass crack bandit, but he was also the Ripper that's still at large. <laughs> Jesus. The ass crack Ripper. A lot more violent. Yeah, just rip that crack. You should look up, I'll play it at the end of the podcast, but you should look up the full version of the Ass Crack Bandit song. Because there are a couple parts of it that I really like. The part that's like, out of the shadows, down the coin goes. You know that part? (laughs) No. It's like, only the bandit knows. That's really It's really, really funny and really catchy. And it's super Ben Foldsy. And I love Ben Folds. It might even be the lunch lady. 
Ooh. Uh, this is funny. The, the Dean and Rhonda playing quarters, and <laughs> the Dean takes a shot when, when she gets a quarter in, but it looks quizzingly because she did it so smooth and fast. I hope it's Rhonda. That'd be great. The look that he gives her, as the look that she gives him as, as he takes the shot. But that's just kind of how she looks at him all the time, so I don't yeah. know if that's damning or not. Are we supposed to believe that it could be Jeff? I don't think there's any chance that it's Jeff. I don't think there's any chance that it's Jeff. And they both walk off separate ways into the rain, and it ends with that perfect end of movie, like, this is what happened after it. Mm-hmm. 30 years later, the murders are still unanswered for. I, I love this. To date, yeah. no new crackings have been reported. Alex later recanted his confession. Greendale's official position, I like that one, is that Osborne was the <laughs> bandit. No investigation is currently open. <laughs> and that's the end of the episode. This is... Man, it's really good. It just as an accomplishment of homage and of style that's mm-hmm. totally different from the show that we usually get. That also let's not forget that this this episode I I wanted to make this point stronger throughout this but we've just blown through it. Uh it feels very adult swim. It's like a different type of weird than community ever was before. Yeah. It's like a little bit less rooted in the real world than what previous homage episodes have been. And or or it's saying that weirder stuff can happen in the real world of community than what so far we had maybe thought. And yeah, that'll happen more in the future, like with the Meow Meow Beans episode, how that's sure. all like real. And it, it, it's amazing that this episode can be this weird and this specifically themed to something and still air on NBC like after uh, America's Got Talent and before The Office or whatever. Yeah, totally. Because of course this show never found its audience and got canceled. And of course those people that found it and love it so much, love it so much. Cause what mm-hmm. the fuck? No, no other show can do this. No, no other show would do this. That's or like if, if an adult swim show did do this, the ass crack bandit, somehow they find a way to not make the ass crack joke so low brow and uncomfortable that they're mm-hmm. annoying so early. I remember in an early episode, oh, this is cute. In an early episode of our podcast, when they did like the pee pee poo poo rap that you didn't like the pee pee poo poo jokes. Do you remember that? I'd, I'd stand by not liking but, the PvP But jokes. this episode, like, a couple of things gone differently could have been in that vein. Yeah. And it isn't. They pull it not. off, do you think? I think they absolutely do, because it's not taken as... Like you said, they kept it slightly higher than lowbrow, which is what yeah. we require here at this yeah, podcast. Yeah, always. <laughs> so, I, I don't know. We I don't know me- about that anymore. A, a, a lower medium brow, not a lowbrow. Let's talk about the intag. There's not a lot to say about it, but it's really funny. I mm-hmm. like Starburn's whole delivery through the commercial. Some of the B-roll that they chose is really funny. <laughs> uh, there are a lot of things I like about this where he's like, my first design was hunger-based, but sometimes cats aren't hungry. And then, <laughs> so now it's dog-based, but dogs cost money. Your money. That's my Your favorite money. part. Uh, and, of course, the tears we talked about. <laughs> The whole thing's really funny. It's just bizarre. We're to the point where community's end tags transcend because we're about to lose Troy. So they transcend like the Troy and Abed mess arounds to just like absolute unabashed strangeness. Yeah. The rest of the season. Well, kind of like how last little digital shorts. Yeah. Yeah. I really, really like them a lot. A hundred dollars gets you a t-shirt and a thank you email. (laughs) And a thank you email. (laughs) All aboard the cat car. Helping our, board, helping our global nation's warming. global warming. And that's the end of the episode. That is basic 
intergluteal numismatic. Steven, what are your final thoughts before we do MVP? I think it's a really good episode. I think it's the strongest so far of the season. I know we're only three in. Maybe but, last week made me laugh funnier. Yeah. But this is the first episode in a long ass time that I don't think it would end up on it, but the Mount Rushmore conversation is there. That's fair. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think I would put it there, but it could be on the short list. I think it deserves there. it just as much as Law and Order does. Like, I think it's every bit as good, if not a little bit better hmm. of an episode than Law and Order because you have that mystery aspect. I said it, it earlier. You know? I don't know if I th- I think the Law and Order one's better, but I think this one could be better than Space Bus and Chicken Fingers, in my mm-hmm. opinion. And that might I like be it more a hot than Chicken take. Fingers for it's sure. It's a lot of fun. This is one of the first episodes in a while that I c- even after we're done talking about it, I could probably like go back and sit down and watch it. Again. Which is not normally the case for a lot of the episodes, unless it's a standout. So I because that doesn't I, have anything to do with the quality of the show. It's because we yeah. watch it three times in a row or whatever, or four mm-hmm. times in a row. And this is one that I think I would have just as much fun. So let's totally. do an MVP. I, let's it was do an it. easy pick for me. Was it for me you? Me too. Well, no. But well, should we have the Ass Crack Bandit conversation? Let's have the, the Ass Crack Bandit conversation first, Zach. I've let my uh, opinion out mostly. So I'll just restate and I'll let you give this what you've mm-hmm. been saving up. I think obviously it makes the most sense that if it has to be somebody that we know that it would be Annie. Mm-hmm. But I kind of prefer the world where it's just some random and it causes distrust among all the people that we know and that the the who the ass crack bandit is doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. Maybe the friends we made along the way. Boo! <laughs> so, but what about you? Do you think it's Annie? I think if it's one person, it's Annie. But I don't think it's one person. I think it's multiple mm. people you think together. It's like copycat crack. Maybe. I think that it could be unintentional, multiple ass crack bandits. Like, I think there was an original ass crack bandit who maybe and was now, Annie. two years later, someone else is picking it up. Uh-huh. And I think that, that the original and the new ones are doing it together. I think that's how you hit three people in ten minutes. I don't think it's sneaking through the teacher's lounge. So I think you have multiple Annie, ass crackers. So if it's do you think she's working with? Um, Rhonda? <laughs> Shirley and Rhonda. Shirley is quiet. Oh, Shirley. Well, and also, who was right around the corner when the ass crack bandit disappeared? I don't know. Shirley. Oh. Yeah. With the Pierce is dead news. Conveniently saying that Pierce has been dead for weeks. (laughs) That was like the, if this happens, I'll use that. I'll pull it out. Yeah. Pierce never died. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's wrap this thing up. Uh, I'll go my MVP first then. Uh, It's It's Annie. Yeah. Um, I think this is my favorite Annie episode of the series, maybe. Wow. Um, because they handled the Jeff and Annie stuff without making me cringe in any way. And with that, with actually doing some stuff with it that kind of makes you think a little. Um, I love seeing her get invested with the crime. The layer that it might be her in the first place adds a lot to it. And her uh, uh, physical comedy that she gets with her scene with the keys and when she's pulling the thing out of the, the teddy bear's butt. I just think she gets an absolute showcase this whole episode. So it's Annie for me. Pretty easy. It's great. Favorite Annie episode of the series. That's that's high praise. Now, that's like I above make, mixology certification. Whenever I make statements like that, it's very much in the now, right? Mm-hmm. I, I kind of want to. But I've been thinking before we wrap up this show, I might on my own time like binge watch through the whole show again mm-hmm. to make better like these are the best and worst episodes. I'm yeah. pretty far removed from your mixology certifications sure. and stuff. 
Uh, so maybe I'll eat crow later on when I when I think about yeah, that. Yeah, you're gonna munch that crow. In this mo- you're just this is certainly on one of my bird. favorite Annie episodes. You're gonna it munch might be my personal it all favorite. Up in between your teeth. Yeah. You're Did you say who yours was? Crow. I didn't. You Annie. Didn't. Okay, so you're giving me shit. I don't think it's the best. Well, that's what I was I was segueing to. Yeah. I don't know if I can unequivocally call it the best Annie episode of the show, but it's definitely in the top three. Maybe I think that it's, it's my great. Favorite... I think it's. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. No, you know what, Zach? No, you know what? I'm over it. That's it. This has been You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. We'll see you never again. No, I <laughs> wanted to say I think this might be one of my favorites because it doesn't do with Annie what they typically do. Sure. And I am sick a little bit of what they typically do with Annie. So because it's such a breath of fresh air episode for the character, yeah. I might even like it better than the really good episodes that sure. are like traditional Annie episodes. That's why I said that. Honestly, though, now coming off the top of my head, my favorite episode of Annie might be the drug awareness play episode. I was also going to say that's a pretty great Annie episode. It's a good Annie um, episode. Go ahead. But yeah, great Annie episode. Great episode of the show. I really enjoyed it. The Dean was fantastic. Uh, Garrett was great. Leonard had some bangers this episode even though he's only in it a little bit, but really enjoyed it. Love that we get so many people back in this episode. I think that John Oliver being there made a big difference. He's so funny. Um, Even when the jokes aren't that funny, he yeah. makes everything way more funny just by being there. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we did it. Did we do it? Are we, we off did the it. hook? We, well, next we are, week, we're hooked and sunk. Next week, and we're cracked. <laughs> Next week, we'll be back to talk about Season 5, Episode 4, one of the most iconic episodes of the entire series, uh, one that might absolutely belong on Mount Rushmore, one that might be one of my top couple episodes of the entire series. It's uh, Cooperative Polygraphy. It's the sequel, sort of, to Cooperative Calligraphy, and it's the lie detector episode. It's the episode that they did the table read of. It's it's not Troy's last episode, but it's beginning that. We're getting very yeah. close to sending off Troy. Um, it's going to be a fun couple of weeks on the show. It's been a fun couple of weeks on the show. Mm-hmm. So get involved. Send us in your trivia, your episode MVP, and your favorite funny moments from Cooperative Polygraphy. We'll be back next Monday with that. If you like what we do here and you want to give us some money to help us take it further in the future, patreon.com slash podcast is the best way to support us directly and to also get all kinds of extra content that nobody but our patrons get full podcasts like Brokeback Bebop and You Can't Dis a Pre-Show. A lot of fun. So hang out with us over there. Steven, where else can the people find us? You know, if, if you just can't get enough of the action, come on and just plop on over. Throw that ass in a circle over already. to Twitter.com and on. follow us at You Can't Dis a Pod. We're also over on Instagram under the name at Can't Disappoint Podcast. Uh, and we're also on YouTube and Facebook where you can throw that big old ass crack right on that like and subscribe button. Maybe even roll it around and type out a comment if you want. Uh, but we're there under the whole name of the show. You can't disappoint a podcast. From inside the Dreamatorium, please do remember the three B's. Belts, briefs, and Black Lives Matter. I'm hey, Zach. I'm Steven. And we'll see you next week. See you then. Ass, ass, ass. <laughs> it said quarter to five, but it was quarter to ass. You thought your plumbing was safe, but your jeans were half a mast. Another coin down the drain. Now that's some change that won't last. Twenty-five cents at a time. He's taking our souls. Go.
Smile from your face, kids, cause this ain't funny. And don't fall. 